Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for joining us for Bible Ready. I apologize that we're about 10 minutes late this evening. Um, the weather was beautiful outside. We had a church conference this morning. Uh, the Harmony Quarterly Conference met in Columbus. So we got back here from that. If any of the quarterly conference folks are listening, thank you for a wonderful day. You were magnificent. The sermon was good. The music was great. The friendship was awesome. And that's you know, that's kind of how we judge how church services go, is the love. We're all part of the same body, and we all have different parts, and it was wonderful to meet with everybody today. <clears throat> so we are talking now about starting in the book of Revelation. Give me just a minute to get that on here so we can see notes and comments, but I'll let Laura go ahead and introduce the book of Revelation to you. It's the last book in your Bible. <clears throat> I want to back up to the Gospel of John chapter 20 and start there. It says, The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. And she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple And verse 4 says, So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first unto the sepulcher, and stooping down and looking in, saw linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went in. And it goes on to tell you that he's, you know, they, they see that the tomb is empty, and they go back, and if you skip over to to the verse 19 in the same chapter of 20 it says then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples assembled for fear of the jews then came jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them peace be unto you and john tells you about that meeting that resurrected jesus meeting with them eating with them spending time with his disciples and saying I don't want you to think you're dreaming this. I don't want you to think you're imagining this. I'm going to stay for a while and show you that this is something you can count on and believe. And John kind of does an interesting thing, especially for a first century writer. He turns around, he talks to his audience, which is a rare thing to do. And if you get down to verse 30, he says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that, and he looks like straight, straight at us. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't usually write that way mm-hmm. at this time period. But he looks straight. He's, it's written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Mm-hmm. So John is telling you, like, I'm not telling you something that I don't know personally. I was there. Mm-hmm. And, right? he re- and he makes a very big point to say that repeatedly. As we go through right. it, I'm the I'm the one. I'm testif- I'm the one telling you this because I know. I it. beheld the resurrected Christ. I ate with him. Mm-hmm. We touched him. Yep. We sat with him for fifty days. Right? Mm-hmm. We sat with him for that time after the resurrection. We sat with him, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, he said, I can't even write down all the things that Jesus did. There's another place he says the world couldn't contain the books. Couldn't hold the books. Yeah. If I told you everything that Jesus did, so what I wanted to say before we started into Revela- Revelation. He's very familiar with the resurrected Jesus Christ. But the book of Revelation introduces Jesus Christ 
not just the resurrected Christ, but the glorified Christ. Mm -hmm. Right? And this is John as a young man. Mm -hmm. And this is the revelation is John as an old man. And so at the foot of the cross, Jesus looks to John and says, Son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. He puts Mary in his care. Mm -hmm. History tells us that John took care of Mary until her death. Mm-hmm. And that John was the preacher at the church in Ephesus. That that's where he ministered until he was exiled. And he tells you in, in the first chapter why the Roman government saw fit to exile him to the Isle of Patmos. And that's mm-hmm. because so of the, the testimony, testimony of, of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. The word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. His sin was he couldn't stop talking about that resurrected Savior that he saw, beheld, touched, believed, mm-hmm. sat with. So now he's an old man. Now he's just about ready to finish up his life on earth. And the book of Revelation is given to him on that island alone. And I want you to think about, like, there's a reason you send somebody into exile. And the punishment is being alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. How ironic, right? The punishment is you're, you're there all by yourself until you die and what a horrible way to be separated from everybody you love and everybody you know well John can't preach about Jesus if he's on the Isle of Patmos but he does <laughs> but we get but he's not alone right mm-hmm. God comes in and stays there in exile with him and shows him this marvelous book mm-hmm. and shows him he is not alone in this book imagine how many people have been saved through the gospel presented in this book mm-hmm. right so you can't stop the relationship between God and his people, and you can't stop the effectiveness of a man of God who's submitted mm-hmm. to Jesus to Christ. Jesus. Right. And it will stand for his word. And that's just kind of where I wanted to start it, because before we even start, the name of the book is Revelation, and everybody thinks, well, that's where the end of the world is revealed, or that's where the Antichrist is revealed, or that's where we learn about all these scary things. And there are certainly things that are revealed to us about those things. But that's not the theme of this book. The theme is not, let me tell you how horrible the Antichrist is. The theme is, let me tell you how wonderful Jesus is. I'm going to reveal to you, like we saw him resurrected, but let me tell you what he looks like now. now. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what glorified Christ looks like now and what he's doing in the churches. So we learn all these other things, and they're important for us to know. But the most important thing is you see who Jesus really is. Mm-hmm. And he is, Lord Kate and I had this conversation today on the way to Columbus. He is exactly all the things he says he is, right? From the beginning of the book. Don't you love that John didn't see him and say, I was so disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't measure up. My expectations were not met. Mm -hmm. He he tells you, despite all the the horrors that are are prophesied in that book about the way that the world's going to end and the troubles that come, he says, even so, come quickly because, Mm -hmm. Lord, you're worth it. To see you and be in your presence forever is worth it. And let us know. And And, and chapter 1 says, you know, you're you're supposed to get joy Mm -hmm. from this book. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to be terrified by this book. I know Christians who won't read this book Mm -hmm. because they think it's too scary. Mm -hmm. And I know they'll avoid it. They'll say, I don't want to hear people preach on that. That makes me uncomfortable. It makes me miserable. Fear is a liar. This book is meant to give you joy, not fear. It's supposed to be that no matter what you're seeing going on around you, if you know who you serve, you can you can go through that fearlessly because he is who he said he is. And 
And there, you're right, there are great and terrible things that are going to happen, but he's told us, he's given us examples yeah. from the beginning to the end. He, I guess in my, you know, Kate used a um, quote, movie quote, and I'm sorry, I don't even know what the movie is, but let me explain. No, let me just sum up. <laughs> it takes right? too much. Let me just sum up. <laughs> the the, the <laughs> yes. thing here is, he's been telling you from the beginning, in little snippets and then bigger snippets and bigger snippets how this all works and giving us pictures and examples and thoughts and showing us if we've learned nothing we should have learned that everything he says he means he does even if and and like I said Kate and I had this conversation even if it's something that you think is a picture of it might very well be a picture of, but it happens exactly like he says it's going to, even if it's a picture of something else. So we can't just discard things and throw them so out. So let's say, just lay that out first so that if anybody wants to stop watching, they can. Mm -hmm. What we're going to do in the book of Revelation is just believe what it says. Mm -hmm. We're not going to try to be smarter than the book. We're not going to try to be deeper than someone else we've heard. We're going to read it literally we'll with it and, and say and especially when it interprets itself like when jesus says here's what i mean by that That's we're gonna we're gonna that. say here's what he means by that mm -hmm. and we're gonna leave the hocus pocus well well it's not just that but the, mankind has a very creative imagination and a very they want to figure things all out that makes them comfortable or makes sense to them some of this book is not going to make us comfortable or make sense to us because we haven't seen what he means yet. So what we're going to try to do is just listen and to the a, actual words and believe And what it. a key point that is. Because sometimes when we're reading <clears throat> prophecy now, we can see how that happened. Right? We're looking right. back to what has what has happened. And Good example is when we studied the book of Isaiah. Mm -hmm. We would say, I guarantee you that the people he's telling this to didn't see how that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Things he would talk about. Take, for example, when he prophesied the coming of King Cyrus of Persia 150 years before he's born. Mm -hmm. When he's saying that, when he's writing these prophecies, I guarantee you people running around, what are you even talking about? But it, in name. history, in hindsight, we showed you that it happened exactly like he said. Mm -hmm. And and everything that he prophesied about this person was right. Was, was exactly what he said it would do. And, it, and he did what he said he would do. And like we, we can see it. Once we see it, we say, I think that's why we read scripture that's prophetic. That's why we should be studying this book. One, for joy. Two, so let's reverse that order. Number one, so we can see Jesus better. Mm -hmm. Number two, for the pure joy of knowing that no matter what I'm going through, he's in control and in charge. But number three, not so much that I can figure it all out and make predictions, but so that when I see it, I recognize what's happening. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to understand every minute of everything. But I do need to understand that God's in control. <laughs> Sorry, I do. We do need to understand that today. Um, it, 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 I've, I've seen some people in churches that won't even look at prophecy. They don't want to even look at prophecy for that same reason. It's, and that doesn't make right. sense to me because we didn't. We don't get this book just so we can pick and choose. We get well, if this you book. feel that way, I'm not picking on you. I invite True. you to study with us so that you can stop that. I agree. I because agree. what we're what we're going to emphasize is the fact. That when Jesus is revealed, and we know that he says in this very beginning part, he's going to use the phrase twice, mm -hmm. I am the Alpha and the Omega. He goes, I know the beginning from the end. If you want to know and be okay, mm -hmm. I got this. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to be here when it's over. I was here before it started. I'll be with you all the way through. So if you want to not be afraid of prophecy, if you have mm -hmm. been maybe, 
Come and study this with us so we can see the faithfulness and the power of and, Christ. And we're, you know, we're, we pray before we're just we people. do this that we are led by the Spirit and that we, we, we are very diligent to not want to say anything wrong. So you hear us. But I guarantee you we're going to say things that are wrong. Because, and, and we, I'm, because we can't possibly know everything. And all I'm going to say is if you disagree with what we're saying, we're, we're still friends and it's all good. But what we're going to try to do is just literally believe what it says. Mm -hmm. Right? That's and it. not add to it. And I think, let's away. start, verse okay. 1 of the book of Revelation. The Revelation, okay, so before we even get started, the book itself tells you what it's revealing. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Let's First line, see him. Right out of the, get right out of the gate. It's not about all that other stuff. It's about the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I know you've written, you've read now less than half a sentence, but I'm about to go into another spiel. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the word revelation is a Greek word that we get the word apocalypse from mm -hmm. in the English. But what it literally means is when you think of the word apocalypse, you think of movies you've seen and Hollywood's versions. And But the word apocalypse really means an unveiling. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I just wanted to stop and pause this for a minute because I went back to the gospel with John seeing a resurrected Jesus, I want to go back to the gospel and talk about an unveiling. So when he says, he's on the cross and he says, it yes, is finished. finished. The Bible tells us that the veil in the temple was torn from the top to, to the, the bottom. bottom. Mm -hmm. That there was, a, there was an unveiling. What would have been unveiled is the Holy of Holies. Mm -hmm. That place that only the high priest could go and only once a year to that special place and offer the blood for the people that rolled back their sin. And it, what is, what's revealed in the fact that Jesus says, it is finished and I've paid it all, is that you now have access to the Holy of Holies. Mm -hmm. You are in Jesus Christ. You come all and the way to the Father right. and He intercedes on your behalf. That He's your go-between. He's mm -hmm. your daysman. He's the person that, that that middle wall partition is gone, mm -hmm. right? You come straight to God boldly mm -hmm. through the power of Jesus Christ. So here's a further reveal. What does that mean and what does that look like? What's it look like around the throne of God when God's making intercession for you? What's it sound like? All through this book, John will say, I heard. I, I heard, I heard. He'll tell you the sounds and the sights and the glory of being in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Just what his little human body was allowed to contain. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I want to say is that he's he's in a human form. He can't contain. I hath not seen, he hath not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for the, his people, right? So even what John tells you is just what we can handle. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than that. It's even bigger than that. Right? But but here's a Bible clue that I think we should never, ever forget. When the Bible tells you what it's doing. Believe it. That's what it's doing. Right. And it is revealing Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must must shortly come to pass. By the way, still not to the end of the sentence. Next rant. <laughs> Here we go. Shortly does come not to mean pass. does not mean it's only a few days. It That's not what that, that word means. Quickly. When it happens, it's gonna happen just Quickly. like that. He said, I want you now here's going back to that word of prophecy. Mm -hmm. You can't wait until you see it to get ready because you won't have time to get ready. Mm -hmm. When this happens, it's going to happen quickly. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a short amount of time. You're not going to be able to prepare. And I'm not going to do anything bigger than that. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of things in life just like that. Mm -hmm. You would think you would see it coming for years and years ahead. 
But when it actually happens, it happens like that. And nobody's ever ready. And you're never ready. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want to go into that because I don't want to start crying right now. But you're not ready. And nobody's ever ready. And he's saying, I'm writing this so that you know to be ready now it's going to happen yes because when it happens it's going to happen quickly so if you're thinking when i see the antichrist then i will know i need to get in myself into church i need to if i see this or that happen i'll know no you need to do that now Mm -hmm. because you're not going to have time to prepare later right you need to prepare now. right so it's going to happen quickly shortly then shortly doesn't mean it means quickly in days shortly means it's going to happen fast yes um, shortly come to pass, and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. He signified it. He shows it. He gives it to him. He tells it to John so he can reveal Christ to us. So signified means to give as a sign or to mm-hmm. show him in a, mm-hmm. in a visual form. So he's not only telling John, he's, he's showing, showing John. Mm-hmm. He's giving him a vision of it. And he's showing him what it's going to look like. And just by the fact that you know he's showing him things that we can't even begin to understand physically, right? Mm -hmm. There's things he's showing him that he's never seen. That alone is enough to say, how do you expect to? I mean, there's signs and there's pictures and there's words and there's all these things going on. Because it's what he can handle. But but it's (laughs) Right? right? It's not, not true. It's exactly true, but it's what John can handle of what is the truth and what we can handle. In our, but this will prepare you for what is to come. Mm-hmm. And the biggest preparation you need is to know who Jesus is and that, to have him revealed you know, and, unto and you. And I, I guess when I think about that, and, and I, I should say this before I forget, I'm sitting in my chair here. They don't care. I, I, don't, no, not, I don't think you're going to care that I look a little sloppy and slouchy, but I just want you to know that's why it's a little different today. But... When you think about every lesson we've ever taught, right? Every lesson we ever go through, it seems like people might think, geez, all they ever do is talk about Jesus. <laughs> and, and, you know, because I hope so. Because everything comes down to that. Everything mm-hmm. comes down to what are you going to do with Jesus? You're going to believe it or you're not mm-hmm. going to believe it. And that's what the whole Listen, book is about. When, when we're in heaven a billion years we'll still be talking about the magnificence and the glory and the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we won't run out of things to say. We won't. Because he's not going to run out of things to be. Ernie Spires sang the most beautiful song, and I've I've heard that song a long time, but but he sang it so beautifully today. And it was all about what happens when you get to heaven and you walk through, and all of a sudden, all the things that you know like some of this in Revelation, some of it prior to that, all the things that you know, you actually see for the first time. He did an amazing job on that song You won't today. be disappointed. You're not going to be disappointed. John what wasn't the song disappointed. Says, this is just a song, but the song says, I bowed on my knees and cried holy. holy. That's all you can say. And you know why you can say that with authority? Because that's, that's what they're what doing in heaven right, right now, now, according to the book of Revelation. All around his throne, what you can hear is holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So what That's is there? That's who we're. I mean, so I'm just what telling else you. Is there to talk about? There's nothing more important well, to talk about in listen, your whole world if than Jesus. You might be listening, and I don't know why I feel like you are. You might be listening to me right now and think I've been disappointed. 
If you've been disappointed in Jesus, it's because you were looking at something that wasn't him. He's not disappointing. You were looking at church people, or you were looking at religion, or you were looking at pain, or you were looking at the results of sin, Mm -hmm. or you were looking at suffering, or you were looking at loss. Or when bad things happen to good people. But when you see Jesus, you will not be disappointed. Mm -hmm. You might be terrified. If you haven't made preparation for that quick coming, you could be terrified. The Bible says the tribes of the earth will mourn. Will mourn when they see. They'll be miserable because they waited too long. They, there's no time to prepare. But you will not be disappointed. He's he's not as good as he says he is. He's, he's better. better than that. Yep. And right. And on top of that, he means what he says. So even I mean we. So I don't know how to say this. So you might have to help me. But sometimes we think of God as just loving. And flowers and daisies, which he is. And he is. And he does love us. One thing that will stump anybody. There's not a limit to his love. If you think of any reason why he should love you after you are what you are and do what you do, it's hard to imagine. Why does God love me? Why would he Why would He love me? But we have gotten to the place that we portray him as love, but we forget that he's just and that he's true. And he, he does what he says he's going to do. He expects us to do something with his son. What, so, what kind of monster would God the Father have to be? To, you got to remember how much he loves his son. Mm-hmm. To send his son and allow him to die in your place and give you access to heaven, give you the... There's nothing withholding from you if you're in Christ Jesus. That the God, What God gives the Son, He gives to you. For God to give that to you and you make you a child of God, what kind of monster would He have to be that if you're given the choice and you reject Him, that, oh, don't worry about it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. What kind of cruel and horrible father would that be? There's gonna, You may reject Christ, but, but you're going to have the consequences of that choice. That's not God... That is that is God being God, right, mm-hmm. just, true, Truth. and holy, and holy, and and he and he made. There's no way you can miss it. He said, "A fool can't mess it up if you'll trust Christ. Mm-hmm. You cannot mess it but up." What fe- what what's the fear? And I know I know we're trying to get into the Book of Revelation, but we I are. have had that that conversation with myself for the last two or three days. Why does fear change our thoughts? Why do we allow fear when he said very plainly, read verse three, you know, the Lord's my shepherd, right? Mm-hmm. He's my shepherd. He's not intending, and I know I'm stealing from the sermon today at the conference, but he's not intending for me to be harmed or put in danger. He's, I can almost see him sometimes going, I'm the shepherd. Let me be the shepherd. Why are you so insistent that you can do this without me? Why do we do that? I don't understand that myself. Read verse 3. Verse, so let's go on saying. down here. So signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all the things that he saw. So it's the record of the word of God, the testimony of Jesus, that's and what all he, the that's things what he's that been he exiled saw. for. That's why he's on that aisle. And that's why he's been given this vision. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. Right. And it says, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Blessed is, Blessed that word is means pure happiness. Readeth. Just reading it. 
just, just reading it. trying to understand. Just reading Well, here's it. my problem with people saying that this is too hard to understand. How on earth would having a book that I can't possibly understand make me blessed? Or That word blessed means unspeakably happy. Mm-hmm. Just, just full of happiness. How would have it, if this book is so hard that God never intended you to understand what he means or to get a vision from it or get something that you can apply to your life, how would that make you happy? But he's saying, if you'll read this and you'll believe what I say, you're going to be happy. And keep those things Happy when? Look, look what he's talking about. Happy in the middle of the worst tribulation. Trouble. I, I'm just of saying. Of, of judgment and mm-hmm. ra- where are you going to be i'm gonna be happy i'm gonna be with him i'm gonna be wherever he has me to be i'm gonna be in his presence i'm gonna be i mean if you want to be happy read and believe mm-hmm. right do what john did john said john is bearing his record and he's testifying of what he saw he's saying here's what god's word says and here's what i've seen him do in my life That'll get you in trouble with people every time, and it'll put you in the perfect place to get a blessing from God, just like John is getting right here in this book. Mm -hmm. People will never like it. Mm -hmm. No. And God will always be pleased with that and honor His Word if you believe what He said. You know, we try to be so smart, but the smartest thing you can do is humbly believe what He said. That's it. And that's not... That's... Take it it as it is. Stop trying to change it. Stop trying to outthink it. Stop trying to prove it wrong. Stop trying to see why that's all for people that just need crutches and they don't, you know, they just can't really function in life unless they've got a God to hang on to. God has blessed us so abundantly. Mm -hmm. And I thought that today at the conference, and I know I keep bringing that up and I'm sorry, but we are not, it is not something that passes away because a person does or people do. This has been going on. This has, there's people in here, their legacy lives on through, and the people that you know, and the church people that you know. And the other day when you taught about the witness being us, we're the witness, we're the proof that God (laughs) is who he says he is. That was so overwhelming for me today that it doesn't matter who, we know where those people are that have gone on. I know where they are. I know where Rick is at. I don't have any worries about that. But I've still got to get. We got to get everybody in there. We got. We got to get as many people to heaven as we can, and we cannot be distracted with goofy things that don't mean anything. Let's just bind together and believe what the Bible says. Hmm. If we can get that done, then we can leave that trail for other people to follow, so that they can get there too. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, that was my little was tirade. Good. So, blessed be he that readeth. And that hear the words of this prophecy, and that keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Keep as in protect, mm-hmm. remember, guard, guard, teach, It is learn. precious to you. I'm not going to let somebody come along and tell me I no longer have to think that way, or this was just a big mistake, or mm-hmm. um, there's, there's people that believe that spirituality evolves here's an example i read about today that they're like if you would ask them why do people no longer offer sacrifices to please god like they did in the old testament that person would say well religion evolves over time and after a while you know people kind of rejected the bloodiness of that and they they realized it was a more spiritual thing so as religion evolves they get more enlightened and more you know why people no longer offer sacrifices because the, the ultimate sacrifice came and, the veil and died was torn. on a cross and the veil was torn 
and there wasn't any need for any sacrifices anymore. Even if they didn't believe, Jesus Christ changed everything. everything. You no longer need a sacrifice in the temple. The, the sacrifices left the building, it was right? And, it, yeah. and he's the one who fulfilled it all. So it, it's just one of those things where you either believe what it says or you believe human wisdom, but you're not going to be happy if you do that. You're not going to be blessed. Right? You're, right? Not gonna, you're not going to be blessed. And it even says further in this book, um, don't add to it. Don't right. take from it. Don't think that if you add something, you'll make it better. People can swallow it better. Don't do that. Take what it says Just what and it believe says. that. Just at, just at face value. What does mm -hmm. this say? Verse 4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Can you imagine John as he's getting this realizing, you know, he's the youngest right at the time when Jesus is walking the earth and he's, he's the young guy who's um, leaning on his breast and, you know, specially loved by God. And then here he's, he's still, he hasn't changed his message from the time that Jesus was resurrected until now. Well, I could say grace to you. Mm -hmm. That's from me. Mm -hmm. A lot of worldly good that would do. You know, if, if I say <laughs> grace to you, peace to you. Thank you. You know, mm -hmm. oh, well, that and a dollar. You get me. Right? A Something, I don't know. <laughs> but it doesn't, say, it says grace from the one who died for you. Mm -hmm. Here's the message I want the seven churches to hear. Grace. Mm -hmm. Unmerited favor of God. Mm -hmm. Grace. And he from the us. one who paid for your grace. And washed you from your sins. The one who washed you. In the first begotten. In case you're wondering who's saying that, it's not John. Mm -hmm. John can't give you grace. John's saying grace would be like me saying grace. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Mm -hmm. But you've got grace coming to you from Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. the one who died for your mm -hmm. sins and, mm -hmm. and forgave you. So just think about it, the first things out of his mouth is grace. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to the churches. These right. are his people. He's going right? to reveal the... to these churches the problems they have that are real. And they already, yeah. Right? He's yeah. going to he's going to unveil or reveal things they got to deal with mm -hmm. that are going to be big problems. But the first word out of his mouth is grace. Is grace. grace from the one who's, who's author, who has the authority to give you grace because he purchased it with his own blood. Mm -hmm. Right? That's true. That's true. I don't mean to slow down this much. I do mean to slow down this much. Because if you skip what he's saying, you, you've missed, you missed it. the whole point. And he is writing a letter. He he's, is revealing this. And the message is not from John to the churches that it's are around Turkey, around Asia Minor. It's from Jesus their Savior. Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. The people that he's writing to at that time, it's been a little while now, they might need a little bit of reminding too. Who, who, who are we talking about here? You know why they need some reminding? Because Emperor Domitian is on the throne. John mm -hmm. is on the Isle of Exile. The Ephesus church is in serious persecution. The church is having to go underground. They're, they're being 
killed for their faith. They're being thrown into the arena and, and facing wild beasts and gladiators. They're going to be blamed for the fire in Rome. But he's saying to them, here's what Jesus has to say to you. Grace. Grace. And don't, Grace. And, and don't forget who he is mm -hmm. and don't think he has no power and don't think he's not able to keep it because by the way he did and, he and spread the gospel all over the world and he was able to build his church just like he said he would mm -hmm. through these people they and turned the world upside here's down. why you don't need to be afraid because the, the, the one who died for you is speaking to you mm -hmm. this revealed glorified savior mm -hmm. right yeah right verse six and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Made us kings, mm -hmm. made us priests. Do you feel like a king or a priest? Sometimes we don't feel like kings don't, or priests. Sometimes do you feel like stepped on mm -hmm. <laughs> or forgotten. Mm -hmm. you but don't he said that, that's not how Jesus sees you. Jesus sees his people as kings and priests. And priests. Mm -hmm. Right? He's given you that. How did you get that? In Him. Mm -hmm. In Him. him. Mm -hmm. Through your faith in Him. Behold, and here's where I start to like this a lot. Behold, He cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see Him, and they also which pierced Him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail, shall wail because of Him. Even so, amen. Yeah. What does it mean when you say amen to something? It means I, it means I am signing my name to this mm -hmm. statement. So be it. This is the truth. It's Jesus said a lot of times he'd say, Verily, ver truly, truly, I say unto you. And he's saying what I'm telling you, Jesus is coming. He's coming in the clouds. And he said, whether you heed this and you get ready or you don't, you're going to behold him. Mm -hmm. And you're either going to be the people that are glad to see him or that, you're that still there's a joy unspeakable and full of you're just going to be so happy there he is and i feel i didn't always feel that way as a young believer i was afraid of the coming of the lord as as i've gotten older in the lord i yearn to see that mm -hmm. do you know what i mean that is that makes my heart overwhelmed mm -hmm. but some people are going to mourn they're not going to prepare they're not going to listen whether you get ready or not, he's coming. He's coming. That's right. Whether you're ready or and not, you choose which camp is, you're that's, in. I think that's what this is saying. Is Whether it, there's he's coming, it's not said like, "Well, I hope he does." They're going to learn. They're going to be filled with sorrow because they're going to know they missed it. Mm -hmm. Right? They rejected and now it. It's quickly, and it's, and it's too late to do anything about it. Even so, John said, "Come, Come on." on. We want to see your coming. You know what? That's been that has been the um, mantra of the true church. That has been the heart cry for over two thousand years. Come on, mm -hmm. we want to see you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've heard it since I was a little girl, but that didn't start then. <laughs> All the way through, they've been. Th come on, Jesus. Yeah. Even so, come Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. um, behold, he come. I I like that verse. He's behold, coming in the clouds. Every eye shall see him. Also, which pierced him. So that always makes somebody pause for a minute and say, Who's that? What, well, it can't, you know, they're not even on earth now. They've all passed away. They're not here. How can they who pierced him see him? They're going to see him because the Bible tells us that, dead that the dead first. in Christ shall rise first. They're, they're going to see him. Mm -hmm. Every eye. We're all going to know. It's going to be. No forth. matter what time we lived in, we're all going to know here he is. 
We're all going to know. We're that. all going to have the chance to see the revealed Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. There he is. And it says, I am the Alpha. And, and if you notice, and this is in red my, letters. My letters just turned red. Mm-hmm. So someone who died if, at the beginning of the New Testament is speaking to me. Because mm-hmm. he's not dead. He's living. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. All power is given unto his Alpha hand. and Omega. Why did they use those Greek letters, mm-hmm. first letter of the Greek alphabet, last letter of the Greek alphabet. There is nothing outside of it. Mm-hmm. It's it, He was from the start and before, and he is after the ending mm-hmm. and forever. And I, I love, first thing he says to you is grace. And the second thing he says to you is there is nothing outside of, of my me. control. Mm-hmm. I am the nothing, Almighty. Nothing shocking going to come up <laughs> that I wasn't expecting and I'm not ready for and I can't handle for you. It's all mm-hmm. inside of what I understand and know. Mm-hmm. And what I, again. And what he made. What he said he meant. How mm-hmm. he holds things together. That's what he does. Verse 9. I, John, who also am your brother. Wait a minute. He just did it again. Mm-hmm. In the book, he just turned to you. Mm-hmm. Reading this mm-hmm. book. That's said, just unheard of. I'm telling you. In this time If period. you read in this time period, right, they don't turn and talk to you personally. He's like, listen. I, John, I'm talking to you. Who also <laughs> am your brother and companion in tribulation. John, have any tribulation? Mm-hmm. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet. Now. We've heard about trumpets before, right? Do we want One to fight about say, the Lord's Day like everybody does? No, we're not. I don't even care about it. I don't even care about the Lord's Day. <laughs> They're the, all his days. The other things that I, I want to say too, and we maybe didn't say this well enough at the front, is as you've studied Scripture over the years, when these things start to be said, it should take you back. Where else have you heard about a trumpet? Where else have you heard about mm-hmm. the, you know, what was that noise on the mountain with Moses when he was getting ready to go up and get the law? The trumpet blew so loud that it scared everybody. Yeah, terrified them. I mean, what about the trumpet when it says the dead in Christ shall rise? I mean, when you are looking in any scripture here, especially mm-hmm. in the book of Revelation, you should be going back to what you already know. Some of the things in here you might think are brand new. They're not brand new. Daniel records several things. Isaiah, all of them have pieces of this that as Mm -hmm. you put it together and you get here, you can't do Revelation fast, right? You've got to stop and think, trumpet. Now, where did I hear all this trumpet? But the voice of the Lord the sounds Lord. like that. That's what that's what it says. We've been told Moses that by Moses. We've right. been told that all the way through. It sounds like that. So just as that's just a little tidbit mm-hmm. to throw in there. Um, it says, where was I? Eleven. Eleven. Saying, I'm the Alpha. Oh, he said no, it again. No. Wonder if it's important. <laughs> I guess it is. He said it again. Verse eleven in red. I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book and send it. Unto the seven churches which are in Asia, and Ephesus, and to Smyrna, and to Pergamos, and to Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Mm-hmm. Again, 
literal churches churches literally existing right then Mm -hmm. literally all around Mm -hmm. turkey and asia minor Mm -hmm. on the mediterranean sea and he said these are the places you can see them on a map look it up Mm -hmm. and and see where he's saying these seven churches these these places where god is spirit i i said it's not the places it's, it's the, the people. people meeting in those places whose God's Spirit is upon and who he's using. Who has believed in Jesus, who are uh-huh. working toward that to spread that news. I need them to hear these words. This is what they need to hear. And verse 12, And I turned to see the voice that spoke, spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Now again, where do we see seven candlesticks? Where do we see golden candlesticks? In the tabernacle and in the temple. Except you don't see seven. You don't see seven. Right? You don't see seven. In the temple and in the tabernacle, there's one. Mm-hmm. Candlestick. One. One. That's true. But now there are seven. Mm-hmm. And in case you're puzzled, he decodes this for you. He does. <laughs> and we'll we may there. not get to it because it's 10 to 8, but he's going to tell you exactly what it means what and it what means. they are. You don't have to say, wonder what those candlesticks were. Mm-hmm. Jesus tells you what the candlesticks were. But your mind should... Go back, go and back, and start picking up. Hmm, and, candlestick. And why what do we go that? from one? Why do I to want seven? a candlestick? What would what did the candlestick do? What what was the purpose of that candlestick? What, what we about we, that? we talked about this when we were studying the Book of Exodus. We said that you know no matter where you lived in the world, wherever you were at, you had to come to Jerusalem to the temple to have a sacrifice made for you before Jesus Christ died on the cross. One, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But Jesus said to his disciples, he said, you know, you're going to do greater works than me. Mm-hmm. What did he mean by that? Nobody's greater than Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus Christ in them, the Holy Spirit in them, is going to go out in the world and carry him to the far corners of the globe. Not one. Mm-hmm. It's still one thing. It's still the Spirit of God that's going to say, but they're going to carry it. They're, the veil was they're going to go. Right? Right? So now we've got seven churches, Jesus tells you over here. Those are the seven candlesticks. That's what he tells you it means. And if he tells so you what it that, means, that's he all said, we need to so know. So now that the spirit is in these, his spirit, him, mm-hmm. right? Because all we are, if you're lucky, it, all you are if you're a believer is a representative of Jesus Christ. He's doing his thing through you. Mm-hmm. Always does. And we say this every week. It's not about you. <laughs> I think that's it's one not of Max's, about you. I think that's one of Max Lucado's best books. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me at all. And if you'd ever read that book, and I know I'm plugging for a book, but it is a wonderful, short, quick read, and it it reminds you that everything you spend so much time trying to solve and resolve and fix and make happen and do, it isn't about you. And if you can get to that place where you realize it's all about him, it's not about you. Nobody likes that, though. They like You that. should, because like that, that is part. actually the greatest thing in the world, mm-hmm. that you are actually a part of Jesus Christ and who he is. And I'm, if sorry, we, I'm if, uncomfortable. I'm sorry. <laughs> if he was revealed unto you the way he really is, you'd be thrilled and honored Tonight. that you get mm-hmm. to be a part of that mm-hmm. and that he's using you to reveal him. And, and I guess for me, sometimes the part of this that hurts my heart is we're the church, right? We're the believers, we should know this. We should understand this. We shouldn't be so easily to fall away and say, well, I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe. We really go a lot by our feelings and our emotions of the day. And truly, we should be those candlesticks, the lights that shine that say, nope, this is it. This is what it's about. And we forget. And I, and I know we're human and we're not gonna be perfect. 
but it ought to be a priority somewhere in our lives and I'm guilty of this is the reason I can say this I'm we it ought to be a priority in our lives it isn't about how I feel today it's about what am I going to do today for Christ how am I going to show who he is to somebody who needs to know before he quickly shows up in the clouds how am I going to do that what am I going to say what am I going to do mm-hmm. how am I going to live um, let's see, where was I? I'm sorry. Um, verse 14. Okay, let's go back for a minute. Yeah, so 13. you need to go back to 11. Verse 12. <laughs> 12. Verse 12. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girded about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I said, hey, God, why did you do that? Why did you let this happen? Because, you know, that wasn't really fair when you did this. New. And I say that sarcastically, so forgive me. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. I think I'm always amazed at the people who have the audacity to think that they're going to look at God in this glorified form and say, you didn't do this. You didn't do something right. You didn't, you didn't convince me. You didn't show me. It's not fair. You didn't do the right thing. When he says, and I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me and saying unto me, fear not. Don't you love those two words? Fear not. Fear not. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death and of death. Write these things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. What's John going to write in the book of Revelation? He's going to write what he sees, what things are, and what things are going to be. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. And here's, here it is. The seven stars are... The angels of the seven churches. I just believe what Jesus said about that. And the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So, chapter one. (laughs) How do you see Jesus? He sees him rise out of that body of Christ. You are the temple of God. You are the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. You are this building fitly framed together. The believer. Don't misunderstand me. If you're lost, you're not. And how does the world get a vision of who he really is? How does the world see him? Through the light that's shining through us. That's the only way they can. How good are you? Mm -hmm. How good are you right now at letting people see him walk through the middle of the candlesticks? Right? Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you something. There's seven churches, but there's not seven different kinds of candlesticks. Mm -mm. There's not seven different versions of salvation. And seven scripture That candlestick is... Like what was in the temple, filled with oil, a burning flame. What you're seeing is the light. And when that light is shining, you're seeing Christ. I can't help it, but seven right? usually indicates completeness. And Everything. when he sees him in the light of what he's doing in the churches, 
when when John sees him, he's he, Jesus said, "These are the churches. These stars mm -hmm. are the angels of these churches. They're protectors. They're guides. This is who they are." Then all of a sudden, he sees a Jesus like he's never seen before. But we with have feet heard like about brass this. and Haven't eyes like this? fire. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I know. Haven't we heard about that vision? We have. We have, because Daniel talks about that vision. He almost describes it exactly the same way. Isn't that interesting? Because Daniel's how many years before Christ? But Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Correct. He is what he is. And all that have ever come... Even if they were offering sacrifices, they were coming through Jesus Christ. Everybody that's ever been a part of the family of God or been made a family, part of the family of God has been made so. Romans says, not by the blood of bulls and goats. Nope. Right? No. Nope. But through the power of Jesus Christ. So it's one vision mm -hmm. that God working through his people. And now he, each believer with that light of the Holy Spirit, each church shining out for God and you know it's not there are seven different places but it's one baptism one lord faith. one, one faith one yeah it's one mm -hmm. but bright and should be so bright that when we catch a glimpse of jesus we are so overwhelmed that like john we Shine would fall on our faces and say i misunderstood like somebody told me your story but i was making it a little thing and you are a big thing mm -hmm. You are the biggest thing. Sometimes I think, and, I'm, and I don't think I'm disagreeing with what you said, but I think sometimes even the believers are going to mourn because we're going to realize a little bit that... We underestimated we him get a it. lot. We didn't. Yeah. We, we thought he was this, and he is, he is this. this. Yeah. He is revealed to us in all of his glory. And John is just getting up what he can handle and he's saying i can't handle it mm -hmm. but aren't you glad that god reaches down and touches john mm -hmm. he does and that's in chapter two he, and i he, don't think we should start chapter listen two. we're gonna have to break they, one. we will but they couldn't touch god mm -hmm. in the old testament remember moses wanted to see me how to hide him mm -hmm. just yeah. see this part of me that i allow you to see and it's only the back part of me and i'm going to cover you so it doesn't mm -hmm. kill you but now because of the calvary because of the cross when John is terrified, even though this this is somebody he knows, mm -hmm. intimately knows, mm -hmm. yeah, Jesus can reach down and put his hand on John and raise him up and touch him and say, "Don't be afraid." And don't you love right? it that he starts this because I he can reach all the way down to you. He knows we're here. Yeah. With fear, fear not. not, I'm the first and the last. I'm the one. I'm Nothing it. is outside of me mm -mm. at all. Right. I don't know how to stop here, but we need to stop here because there's a lot we have to. But I want you to think about what we've already done. Even just in these first introductory type verses, look how many scripture stories we've already thrown out back as reference to what we're talking about. I mean, that's to me the way, and this is my opinion, but that to me is how the whole book is. Where'd you see that before? Who said that? Where, what happened when they said that? What was Daniel talking about when he said, this is who I saw and this is what he looked like? Uh, what was Isaiah talking about when he said there was going to be a stump left and different things were going to happen? What was that all about? Where, where, is those, where are those things when you're looking in Scripture? As an older Christian, and I'm, we're going to do that again because we just always do, I think I'm a little discouraged because I think we do. I, myself personally underestimate 
what God is able to do. If we truly believed, even the simple things, and I'm quoting Matt Smith now because he quotes this all the time, if I believe that God is my shepherd and I shall not want, and he wants what's best for me, and how am I supposed to walk through this life? Should I be cowering all the time and always complaining and afraid and worried about things? Should I, should I be that? I don't think so. I think even those of us who've been in church a long time are going to wake up someday and be very sorry or very uh, mourn, mourn that we didn't get it, that we just didn't allow ourselves to believe something that we couldn't reason out ourselves because we can't reason out God. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He's God. And what you said earlier, that's the best impression of it I can think of. He's God. <laughs> we are not. So for my advice for our people that have been Christians a while, we need to start acting. We need not acting. We need to start professing our faith. What do we believe? I believe this, and I'm going to stand on that. Even when it seems like that's an unreasonable thing to stand on, he's promised me to fear not because he's the first and he's the last. I can't go wrong trusting in him. Mm -mm. I just can't. Young Christian, new Christian, someone who's not been in church at all. And and middle-aged Christian. I'm just going to tell you this. <laughs> Are you middle-aged Christian? All it has been for the last, and maybe it's always been so, but I've not been as aware. But all oh. we've heard for the last however many years is panic and fear and be distressed. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the world knows the power of that because they know that if they can make you scared, then they gain control. And they can tell you, you know, submit to us, submit to our authority, we'll submit to it. our knowledge, because we'll make everything better and you don't have to be afraid. Run to these other sources and these other experts and these other, because you're afraid and you need help and, and you don't want to be scared all the time. Let me tell you something. Fear is so powerful. It can make you hurt. It can make you doubt. It can shake you to your core. It can make you give away your freedom. It can make you do so many things. And, and what I want to, chapter number one's theme mm -hmm. is, if you see the real and living Christ, the one that is, was, and is, and is to come, the one who nothing surprises, mm -hmm. who nothing is outside of, if you really get a hold of who he is, what he says to you is fear not. What he says to you is in me, you don't have there's no shock because I know what's going to happen and I'm, in control. and I'm in control and I love you. So grace to you and peace to you and no fear. And right because this down, John, because everybody needs to know I'm this. not, nothing has come upon you that God didn't know was coming and doesn't know how to handle. Mm -hmm. And I think we're terrified. Is, is God able to handle this? Is God able to handle this? Does he even see me? Does he even know what's happening? I can assure you through the power of his word, which is true, that he knows and he sees and he's in control. And you don't have to be terrified. You, you can have a confidence that the world doesn't have. And that's when your light starts shining. Mm -hmm. That's when they can see him because you're not terrified. You're not terrified. Right? You're shining. You're saying he's got this. I think this. that's a wonderful way to end this this study. Um, we went through chapter one. We may not get through each chapter each week that quickly. We may not. So be ready. Keep your Bibles open. Keep your prayers going up for wisdom and understanding. Join us next week. We'll be back and we'll study chapter two.